When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome back to Buckethead's Land Grant Holy Land's College Basketball Podcast. This is episode 33, and we have a bracket. We have a full March Madness bracket. This is not an Ohio State episode. This is a March Madness episode. We are going to roll through this whole bracket. We're going to rock this whole bracket real quick with our picks. I just built mine out like an hour and a half ago. I held out for almost 24 hours and did it. I don't know, Justin, if you're done with your bracket or not. Um, You may still be in the process or just finished, but we're going to go through game by game and kind of give our thoughts as folks go through and uh, do their brackets this week. Yeah, um, I think my bracket's pretty much done. But as we we talked about before this, the first four games for us are going to matter, but we'll get into that later as we get rolling through this. But it's March. It's March. So it's, it's good. It's March. It's 50 degrees here in Ohio today, or at least in Cleveland, so that was nice. This is March. It was like 61, I think, in Columbus today. Um, There we go. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm, I'm so excited. I I will be in Pittsburgh Friday. I don't know about Sunday. Nobody really knows about Sunday, but I'll be there Friday to see whatever happens. Things are going to happen on Friday. I don't know if they're good or not, but things are going to happen on Friday. Yeah, I might. I'm, I'm trying to convince uh, my dad to go, and if because I'm only an hour and a half from Cleveland so, or from Pittsburgh, so I might try to get tickets and go. They're not too expensive, but also it's kind of like you want to watch it from the rafters, or you want to watch it from your home, you know. So I'll see. But um, but I, it's kind of cool. It's very cool. They got they landed in the Pittsburgh region just for travel purposes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they should have. Uh, they should have a, that. That should be a, that should be a very dominant Ohio State crowd. It should be. A very Ohio State crowd, as long as Ohio State fans have not completely given up on this team. (laughs) No. Because they have the people from Chicago do have to go like four extra hours than the people in Columbus do to get to Pittsburgh. It's only like three hours from Columbus. So it should be a very scarlet and gray crowd for at least that that session, you would hope. I um before we get into this, I have a funny story. I was driving. I went to Chicago this weekend for, to visit a friend, and I was driving up with another friend. And it was Thursday at like six o'clock, and um, we passed the north the Northwestern basketball bus passed us. So I guess when they lost on Thursday, they just hopped on the bus and headed back to uh headed back to Evanston because it was about the timing was perfect for them coming back from Indianapolis. So I was like, oh, they didn't waste any time. Yeah, shout out to Northwestern making me look like an idiot when I closed our last podcast with Northwestern is uh, obviously going to be heading home early, and they actually headed home on the same day as Ohio State. So honk, honk, my clown knows I was kind of wrong. <laughs> they also just announced they are bringing back Chris Collins this this, this next year. So, Dude, good for him. The only uh, Power 5 coach I believe – I saw that our, our good friend Kevin Sweeney, friend of the pod, the stat was like – the only Power Five coach in basketball who has not made the NCAA tournament or the NIT, I think is what he said, in the past five years and has not been fired yet is Chris Collins. That is job security at its finest. What a cushy job there on the on the Lakeshore in Evanston. Anyway, <laughs> we have a, we'll start with a real buzzsaw here. Gonzaga versus Georgia State. I was brave and took Gonzaga. Yeah, Gonzaga. <laughs> Boise State. Maybe yeah. we'll just like go on and off like regions. I'll do the West. You can do the East. Boise State, Memphis, the eight nine. I. This is this is a. The tipping point for me is when I realized that Memphis actually does have more experience than I thought they did. When you look at the roster, they do have some juniors and seniors that have been holdovers. Obviously, like they're not great players if they if they're still at memphis third or fourth year in with penny's squad of you know young guys but they have some experience on that team and they're playing really 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 well lately so i took memphis in that game yeah i took memphis too um this is maybe the toughest 
eight nine to pick in my opinion because if Boise State beat him by twenty, I wouldn't even be surprised. Marcus Shaver's a dog. Emmanuel Acott is an Arizona transfer who's very good. You have Tyson Deganhart, who's one of the best shooters in the country. Um and he was he was the MWC freshman of the year. So they're a very good team, but I just think Memphis is they're they're clicking at the right time. Jalen Duran is someone they don't have an answer for, I don't think. And um this can be a game where I think I don't think it's gonna matter. I think Gonzaga kills whoever wins this game, but I, I would take Memphis. The um, the next one is UConn, New Mexico State. Um, New Mexico State's leading scorer, I don't, I don't know if you remember him, his name is Teddy Allen, and he was the best player on Nebraska two seasons ago. Um, mm-hmm. But Teddy Allen was like a chucker at Nebraska, like took like 16, 17 shots a game, and I can't get that image out of my head. So I cannot pick a Teddy Allen-led team to win, so I'm taking UConn in the 5-12. Yeah, I, I love UConn. I, I really, really like their team. They don't have a lot of depth, but they're starting five, I think, can match up with damn near anybody in the country. Um, and they, they don't – New Mexico State has no answer for their – for Sonogo and, and Isaiah Whaley down low. Those guys should get what they want. So UConn by a lot. Arkansas, Vermont is fun because Vermont, I think they're in the tournament almost every year. They win the – what do they play in the American East, I think. Yeah. They win the American East almost every single year. They always are kind of a trendy pick for an upset, but I don't think they'll beat Arkansas. Arkansas is playing their best basketball right now at the best possible time, so I'd take the Hogs in that one. Yeah, Vermont was one of those teams. I was like, whoever they play, I'm picking Vermont. And then they drew Arkansas, and I was like, oh. Okay, never mind. Because I I love Arkansas. Uh, the UConn Arkansas game is going to be very difficult for me to pick. Very fun to watch. Um, I think Arkansas is just they're they're so athletic. They're so talented. JD Note can take over any game. Jalen Williams has been an awesome kind of inside presence for them that I don't think he's played better than I think they anticipated. Um, and they just have great role players that, who just know what they need to get done every game. And so I take Arkansas in a close game. It's tough because I, I don't know if you agree with this. The 13 seeds are better than the 12, in my opinion. So a lot of these 13, these 12 and 5 games, I have a lot of the 5 seeds moving on, but the 13-4 games should be very interesting. Honestly, you're probably right. Also, Arkansas's top 20 defense in Ken Palm. They're number 16 in defense. So they have yeah. like J.D. Note and Jalen Williams, who are like very good offensive players. They're an elite defensive team, too. So yeah, Audis Tony was a great pickup for them. Pit, uh, Pit, uh, Pittsburgh transfer. He's been great yeah, for them. They're, they're solid. The next one's fun. Alabama versus the winner of Rutgers and Notre Dame. For me, I don't care who wins the Rutgers Notre Dame game. I'm going to, for right now, I'm going to go with Alabama. I think that they have one of the highest ceilings in all of the entire tournament, but they also like, it would not shock me at all if they lost to Rutgers in this game. But I'm going to take them just because I think their ceiling is so high. Yeah, Ohio State fans call Ohio State inconsistent, and they're absolutely not wrong. Ohio State's a very inconsistent team. But I would like to point out Alabama to them because Alabama is maybe the weirdest team in college hoops. Um, truly, they, they they are the definition of they can beat anybody and lose to anybody. They've done it this year. Um, they lost they to Georgia, who's terrible. Yeah. I mean, so so I have I have – Here's the problem with this. This is where I mentioned the first four. If Notre Dame beats Rutgers, I have Alabama. If Rutgers beats Notre Dame, I have Rutgers. So I have Rutgers beating Notre Dame, and I have Rutgers beating Alabama. But if for some reason Notre Dame, you know, Blake Wesley or Dane Goodwin goes off tomorrow and they win that game, I'm going to switch that to Bama. Um, But I like the Rutgers matchup against Bama. Rutgers-Alabama is the funniest resume game of all time. I sw- yeah, seriously, Rutgers is like Rutgers lost to UMass and Lafayette, um, but made the tournament. They got a Rutgers got a double buy in the Big Ten tournament and are playing in the Dayton play-in game. Yeah, the fact that Rutgers has to play to play in and Michigan doesn't is very interesting. It tells me Michigan obviously earned that by beating Ohio State, but um, that was that was very surprising to me. Alabama lost thirteen games this season, folks. People forget Ohio State lost eleven, and fans are like ready to like into this team. Alabama lost 13 games, but they also beat Baylor <laughs> and Gonzaga. And yeah. I know there's like two more teams I'm forgetting that are like just like elite teams that they beat. Let me – I can pull it up real quick. I believe they beat LSU. I don't know if you want to call them elite, but – They ahead. beat Gonzaga by nine. They beat Houston. <laughs> they beat Baylor. They beat Tennessee. Tennessee is what I'm thinking of. Sorry. And they beat Arkansas. And they lost to Georgia. So that's, that's incredible. Alabama is really fun. 
Um, the next one is Texas Tech versus Montana State. I love Texas Tech. So yeah, I, I took Texas Tech without knowing anything about Montana State. Montana State is going to struggle to score 50 points in this game, in my opinion. Texas Tech is all the way. Michigan State, Davidson. I took <laughs> Davidson because I, I'm, I don't like Michigan State. They played a little better in the Big Ten tournament. Um, I mean, I was there. I was watching them. They, they played a little better. Marcus Bingham played really well. But they just they're just they're just stretches that go through where like six or seven minute stretches, kind of like Ohio State, where you're like, dude, this team is not good at basketball. And Davidson shoots like as a team like forty percent from three and like close to fifty percent overall. Like a, a Foster lawyer plays for Davidson; he's the leading scorer. Um, like there, Davidson is really really good. And if they get like a ten or eleven point lead at Michigan State, like I think that would be it. I think that they would bury him. That'd be it. Yeah, this is fate. I mean, Foster Lawyer, Michigan State transfer. Michigan State fans were happy when he transferred because he was struggling with them. This is a Foster Lawyer revenge game. Hai Young Jun Lee, I believe I'm saying <laughs> that correctly, is one is truly one of the best like wings in the country. He's a finalist for the Julie Serving Award. He's fantastic. Um, Luka Bradkovich, this might be the hardest roster to say in the country. He was the Atlantic 10 Player of the Year. Oh, just uh, wait till San Francisco. Yeah, it's true. And Foster Lawyer is averaging 17 a game. Like, this Davidson team's really good. When a Davidson team buys into Bob McKillop and the way he coaches and the way he likes them to play, they're really tough to beat. And I think this is one of those. I was very surprised Michigan State got a seven seed. That has to be because of their little run in the tournament. But when they when they drew seven seed, I was like, okay, Ohio State might be a six seed. Exactly. When they when they yeah when they got the seven, I was like, okay, Ohio State's definitely not an eight. Then they're yeah, definitely a seven yeah, at worst. One hundred percent. Duke, Cal State, Fullerton. Um, I took Duke. Big big brave pick there. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, it would sure. be really fitting though if Cal State Fullerton won this game. But no, it's Duke's gonna win this game. I don't think it's gonna happen. You want to take no. that? You can do the East first rounds of the East. Yeah, let's let's jump over to the East. Um, we can do. Wait, am I on the East? Oh, I'm on the East now. So Baylor and Norfolk State, um, again, super brave. I'm taking Baylor. Yep, Baylor here. Yeah, there's no 116 that really jumps out at me in this one, um, if there ever has been. North Carolina Marquette, I'm pretty high on this North Carolina team. I picked them as the team Ohio State needs to avoid because I thought they might be a 10 seed and Ohio State a 7. Uh, they got an 8 seed, which was pretty high. But, um, you know, they're coming off the huge win against Duke. They've been very inconsistent at times, but they have Armando Baycott, who's been one of the best players in the country, really. They have great guard play, just inconsistent guard play. So if they can put it together, Marquette doesn't overwhelm you in any way. Justin Lewis is good. He's a freshman, so you got to wonder how he might you know, take on this moment. Not that he's going to play bad, but um, you know, Marquette's just not – they don't jump out at you in any way. So I have Carolina win this game. Yeah, Carolina has a really good center. Marquette does not have a really good center. Marquette's star player is a freshman. I think that I North Carolina's defense is kind of suspect, but I think that there are more of the scales are tilted in North Carolina's favor for that one. So, yeah, I agree. I have, I have North Carolina as well. And then in this one, the next one, St. Mary's against the play-in winner of Wyoming, Indiana. I have Indiana beating Wyoming. Wyoming's very good. Hunter Maldonado is, is a star. Uh, Graham Ike is a low, down low, averages almost 12, 20 and 10. But I do have Indiana win this game. They're playing some good basketball right now. They really that Michigan win, I think, really kind of led them into this into this tournament. But I like St. Mary's in this game. I like Tommy Cusey. I like Logan Johnson. If Alex Dukas and Matthias Matthias Tass show up and they can really make this game a not a two person game between Cusey and Johnson, I like St. Mary's against a lot of teams. So I'll take St. Mary's. Um, I also think IU is going to win the play-in game, and I also think IU is going to beat St. Mary's. Um, That'll be a fun they played, five. They played really well at the Big Ten tournament. Um, they're a little bit ticked off. I saw uh, Trace Jackson Davis is talking a little bit. Probably shouldn't be talking too much on social media, but he was talking a little bit on social media about, you know, he said, all right, a little bit of disrespect because I agree. I think that after how they played in, in Indianapolis, I thought that, IU had pretty safely put themselves onto like a 10 or 11 line where they wouldn't have to worry about Dayton and that yeah. Michigan would be playing in Dayton, but they have to win after they just beat Michigan and Illinois and almost beat Iowa. Now they have to play a play-in game in Dayton just to get into the field. So I think they're going to win that game. And then I'm not going to lie, this is super judgmental, but I looked at St. Mary's roster and their best player, their big man, he just looks like a dork, and I don't see that guy beating <laughs> – 
Trace Jackson Davis. Like I don't know. I was just like this. I was like this is your king. Um, so I'll take uh, I'll take IU over uh, St. Mary's there. Yeah, and I have St. Mary's as right now. But if IU comes out and they look really good tomorrow or Wednesday, whenever they play, uh, I might change it just because I, that wouldn't be that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. UCLA and Akron. This matchup is bullshit. Akron shouldn't be here. Uh, you heard it here first. This should be Kent State. It's not. Um, it's UCLA Akron. UCLA kills them, beats them by sixty. I also took UCLA, but <laughs> shout out to the Mac Cha- the Mac champion Akron Zips. My sister goes to Akron. She's excited. Yes. I'm excited. I was wearing my Akron shirt the other day to support the Zips. Um, beat the Flashes by twenty. Big dub for the Zips. All right, next game. Completely fraudulent. Um, and then, then Texas and <laughs> Texas and Virginia Tech. I hate this Texas team. I really do. Not like in a personal way. It's just and they're so yeah, they, incons- they, they're they so suck. inconsistent. They're so inconsistent. They really like. I think they can beat a lot of great teams. They almost beat Kansas at the end of the season, but Virginia Tech is coming in as a fr- on a heater. Um, it's kind of sad that they got the last eleven seed because it kind of shows if they would have lost to Duke, they wouldn't have got in, which I don't think would have been right, but. Um, I mean, if, if they're shooting, all it's going to come down to if Virginia Tech is shooting like they have been, they'll win the game. I have Virginia Tech winning, uh, but this is a lot of the, and a lot of this is going to come down to down low with guys like Timmy Allen for Texas or Keve Luma and Justin Mutz for Virginia Tech. There's a lot of fun matchups in this game, but for now, I have Virginia Tech. Yeah, Virginia Tech's hot hand. I went with them as well. That Texas team just, I just, I just don't like them. They're just not fun. They play really, really, really good defense. They're one of the great defensive teams in the country. Their offense is not that exciting. And one of their key pieces, uh, Trey Mitchell, right from the the UMass transfer. I don't think he came back. Did he? He's done for the season, no. correct? Yeah, he, he's out for the season. So that's a major piece of their team that they've had for most of the year that they're they're not going to have in the tournament. Virginia Tech is hot. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the 11 over the six. Yeah. We're going against Chris Beard in March. So I'm sure that's going to go well. Uh, <laughs> and then Purdue against Yale. I, it, this, I hate it. I hated everything about this because I'm so out on Purdue in general. And then I got the bracket and I look at Purdue's path and I'm like, Oh my God, I like Purdue again. Um, so I like mm-hmm. Purdue to beat Yale. And I think I like Purdue to go pretty far. Yeah, I I watched the Yale-Princeton, the Ivy League final, and honestly, it was like neither of those two teams wanted to win the – neither of those two teams wanted to win the Ivy League. Um, So I'm not impressed by Yale. I think that Purdue wins that game easily. I think Yale's Ken Palm rank is like 170 or something. Well, the the thing that's going to mess up Purdue is when they run into a team that can outscore them because they don't play any defense. Yale's ranked outside the top 200 in offensive efficiency. Like, okay, so they're not going to put up any points. So Purdue, even on a bad day, can put up 70 and beat them. Um, that's, and who's going to stop Jay Ivey? Good luck. Jay Ivey's a monster. This game is interesting because I think the seeding is messed up. They always do this one game a year. They put two of the top mid-major teams against each other in the first round, and I don't understand it. Murray State against San Francisco. Both these teams are fantastic. I would have both these teams as possible upsets against whoever they're playing. I do like the Murray State's a seven seed. I think that's respectable. But um, I have Murray State in this. I think K.J. Williams is an absolute monster. Tevin Brown's been there, done that. He played with Morant. Obviously, you know, when I say Morant, John Morant played for Murray State. Um, you know, San Francisco is a fantastic team. I'm very glad Ohio State didn't draw them because if you think Loyola Chicago is great guards, and they do, San Francisco has even better guards. Um, so I'm glad. And Jamari Bouye and Khalil Shabazz, boom, nailed that. Um, so I'd take Murray State, but this is going to be a great game. Very excited for this one. Yeah, I, I won't lie. I have not watched a single San Francisco oh, or Murray State out. game this year. I have, not watched either, I have not watched either of these teams beyond just what you see on Twitter of what teams are doing. So I just went with the hot hand. Murray State has won, it looks like, 18 straight games, including running right through their conference tournament. Um, they may have gotten an at-large bid if they didn't. Even if they didn't win their conference tournament, they may have gotten an at-large bid because that's how good they've been. I think Ken Palm even has them in their top 30, which is really impressive for a school in a small conference. So I'm with Murray State, but I'm not going to puff my chest out and act like I've watched either of these teams that much. Yeah, I only watch Murray State just because they're always on ESPN Plus, and I try to get my money's worth. So um, I do watch them a decent amount. Justice Hill is another guy. He scored 36 against Belmont this year. 
Um, they have three guys that can legitimately go get them 30 a game, which is always impressive. Kentucky St. Peter's, Ashka Shibway is going to have 30 and 30 in this game. That's Kentucky. Right, yeah. Yeah. GG St. Peter's. Yeah, Kentucky takes that. Yeah, um, uh, yeah the good luck. I'll go up to the south, the top right. Um, Arizona versus the winner of Wright State and Bryant. Um, I think that if you want, if you're interested in the first four, Wright State and Bryant will be a fun game to watch. But it doesn't matter who wins that game because they're both losing to Arizona. Yeah, Bryant's like kind of the Oral Roberts of this year, right? They have the leading score in the country with Peter Kiss, uh, Rutgers transfer. He didn't really do much at Rutgers, but he's found his way at Bryant. Um, one of the weirder conference championship games, by the way, was Bryant. Um, against Wagner, if you want to look that up, that was they had like a brawl in the stands. It was very weird, but um, yeah, I, I have Bryant winning the first four, but I have Arizona. Arizona is so athletic. Dale and Terry is really coming on, and they have some great forwards and in uh, Christian Coloco and and Tubilis. I forget his first name, but uh, they're they're Arizona is really good. They're Arizona. very good. Uh, the eight nine game is Seton Hall versus TCU. I went with Seton Hall, um, not. Not a great reason. I watched Seton Hall, and I thought when they played Ohio State, I thought they looked pretty good, pretty solid. They beat Michigan. Um, great rebounding team, you know, a, a fantastic rebounding team. And then TCU is one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the country. So I was just kind of thinking in my head, like, if Seton Hall has a second-half lead and TCU has to try to shoot their way back into this game, um, if they go on a cold stretch, it could be tough for TCU to get back into a, into a game. So not great reasoning, but I'll, I'll take Seton Hall. Yeah, this game is just going to come down to turnovers. You could probably say that about any game, but this game specifically, uh, TCU turns the ball over on about 25% of their possessions, which is kind of ridiculous. Uh, they rebound really well offensively, especially. So I have TCU winning. I think they're playing really good ball right now. They just, they're coming off a win over Kansas um, and Baylor, I believe, uh, in the regular season. So I like them. I like Mike Miles. He's a really good player. Emmanuel Miller is a really good forward for them. But this is what I'm taking TCU, but I could I could probably see this going either way. Seton Hall is a good team too. Houston UAB is the game that like I want I wanted so badly to pick UAB. I so badly want the Blazers yeah. to win this game. But Houston is a very well rounded team. They're they're a top five team in Ken Palm. They're a top ten offense. They're top ten defense. They have six guys scoring in double digits. Um, the most fun player to watch is Jordan Walker from from uh, UAB. They'll be fun Je- to watch. Jelly. But even though Jordan Jelly Walker, even though everybody will want them to win, I don't think that they'll be able to beat Houston. No, this is going to be one of those games. I have Houston as well. Uh, this is going to be a really fun game. But this is just – Houston's big men have been really dominant this year, and I don't think – uh, UAB has Trey Jamison, who's a good rebounder and defender, but I don't think they have enough to stop them down low. They're a great, like, as you said, they're a great shooting team. So if they can shoot the hell out of it, they can win. But if not, if, the, if that goes cold at all, they're going to lose this game. So I have Houston. Uh, Illinois Chattanooga. Uh, the only player from Chattanooga that I know is Sylvia D'Souza, who, if you remember, played for Kansas. And during the big quote unquote brawl, he was the guy that, like, the photo of the player lifting the chair up or the stool up, like he was going to throw it. And then he got suspended for like 10 games. Um, it's going to be Kofi Coburn versus Silvio D'Souza down low, and I'll take Kofi to win that match. Yeah, I actually have Chattanooga winning this game. Uh, I like Malachi Smith. He was a SOCOM player of the year, averages about 21 a game. Um, and then David Jean Baptiste fills out their backcourt. You're going to know him from his shot that got them there uh, the, to beat Furman to get them into the tournament. D'Souza is good. He's averaging like 11 and 8 or something. But I do. You actually took Chattanooga? I took Chattanooga in this, yeah. Oh my god! After Illinois choked last year, early on, well, that's, that's the thing. Again. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's tough for me to pick. I hate this because again, Chattanooga is a team. I'm like, oh, they're winning their first round matchup, and then they're like Illinois, and I was like, shit. So I don't. I, this is really tough. If I don't think Kofi Coburn is going to be the difference, I think he's going to get his 25 and 13. It's going to be Alfonso Plummer and Trent Frazier if they can hit shots from from deep. Then, yeah, Illinois win this game. I just think Chattanooga could play some defense on them. They could run them off the three-point line. And I, I, Chattanooga, they're holding opponents to just 30% from three-point line. That's why I think they might be able to get Illinois because they can, like I said, they can stop the outside shot. If they can't, Illinois will win this game by 20. But if they can just run these guys off the line and just kind of let Kofi Coburn do his thing and not completely kill them, but don't try to stop him. He's just going to get his, get his averages, whatever, and stop their shooting – 
that that was that's what's going to come down to. So I have Chad. In all actuality, in all actuality, in all actuality, how Illinois did last year should doesn't have any bearing. It's like flipping a coin. Just because you got heads in the last flip does not mean it's more likely for tails this flip. But like when you yeah. close your eyes and think about it, it's hard to like. It's very hard. Like what? Like when Virginia lost their one versus sixteen game, it's very hard for you to like the next year be like, oh, they're going to lose first round again. You're like, oh no, they're going to they're going to come out with a chip on their shoulder. Like it's a whole different team, a whole different year. Yeah, Virginia won me 500 bucks the second year because I had them winning the national championship. I saw that wrench door coming a mile away. Uh, Colorado State, Michigan, which is interesting. The the people's bracket on ESPN that keeps track of who everybody's picked so far. 55% of people have 11-seed Michigan beating 6-seed um, Colorado State, and I also have Michigan beating Colorado State. Yeah, this is a tough one. I have Colorado State. Uh, I think David Roddy is probably the best player on the floor, uh, but it's tough because Hunter Dickinson's really, really good too, and Colorado State probably have no answer for him. Uh, Devontae Jones has really played well over the past couple games and has kind of been uh, their their lightning rod. I'm still not quite in on Jawan Howard as a coach. <laughs> uh, the, but You mean the, the reigning national coach of the year, Jawan Howard? Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> so, was I just, <laughs> I I'm not sure know. about that guy yet. I'm not. I'm really not. I'm being honest with you. Uh, no, I like Jawan Howard. He's a good coach. Um, but nevertheless, um, I, I do think it's funny. His first game back, they blew a huge lead. But nevertheless, that's not that's all, not all of him. We won't get into that. But I do think Michigan's probably favorite in this game. I haven't looked at it, but I'm assuming Michigan's probably favorite. This is kind of like a little Chicago Ohio State game. I mean, I could see it going either way, but I I think David Roddy is going to be that guy that when you come out of this tournament, there's always that one guy that if you don't follow college basketball, you don't know. And when you leave the tournament, you know that name. And I think David Roddy is going to be that guy this year. So I have Colorado State. Colorado State is is small. They are um, they are small. That's why Hunter Dickinson sh- about, should be the difference. They average about 31 rebounds per game, which – is very bad um, as far as like a whole team per game. I'm trying to see where that ranks, if I can find it in the Mountain West. Um, I don't know if I'm able to find it in time, but 31 rebounds per game as a team is bad. And Hunter Dickinson, there, there's not going to be anybody that's going to be able to stop Hunter Dickinson, so it's probably going to come down to can Michigan hit open shots because they are going to double Hunter Dickinson with David Roddy and somebody else. Can Hunter Dickinson find open guys, and can those open guys like Caleb Houston and Devontae Jones hit shots? Uh, Colorado yeah. State is ninth in the Mountain West in team rebounding. The only teams that are worse than them are San Jose State, shout out to Miles, and Air Force. Oof. The game after that is Tennessee and Longwood, um, and I'll take Tennessee. Yeah, I think this is going to be Tennessee by a lot. Then I like the next Tennessee. one. We will go in depth probably later this week, <laughs> definitely before the first round. We have the Loyola Chicago Ramblers out of the Missouri Valley Conference taking on your Ohio State Buckeyes, and we'll go into this way more in depth later this week. I think it'll it'll we're kind of in agreement. It's going to come down to if Kyle Young and or Zed Key play. If they have neither of those, I think they're going to lose. If they have one or the other, I think they have a decent chance to win their first game. So right now I'll have Ohio State, but if that news changes, I could change my pick. Yeah, I have Ohio State too. Um, and then just to make it easy, we both have Villanova moving on next day, you know, on the next one. So that's, you know. To beat the Blue wrap, wrap, Yeah, to wrap that. I don't think Delaware – Delaware wouldn't even be here if they didn't win their conference tournament. So, I mean, congrats to them, but their, their trip ends here. You want to slide down and get the uh, Midwest? Oh, yeah, we sure can. All right, so the Midwest is your final region that we'll do, the obviously, the first round of. Kansas against Texas Southern and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. I don't know anything about either of those two teams. Uh, Kansas. Kansas chalk. Yeah, that's uh, – yeah. I mean, come on. San Diego State-Creighton, very interesting game to me. Um, I need to look up who I actually even took in this game. This is, like, kind of one of those games that can definitely go either way. Obviously, all the eight-night games can, but I took San Diego State. Um, so, San Diego State, they play some really good defense. And I don't know if yeah. Creighton. Ha- I don't know if Creighton has anybody that can really take over. I mean, Ryan Hawkins leads them in scoring, but I don't know if they have anybody that can take over the game and really get through San Diego State's defense. Matt Bradley's a dog. I think he can be another kind of David Roddy type, like you know, 
you'll know his name after this tournament. So I'll take San Diego State. I like defense. I do too. Says the Ohio but State I took fan. Creighton. I took Creighton because I, I don't love that all of San Diego State's offense really does revolve around one guy. I mean, if you look at their team stats, I think Matt Bradley averages like 18 and their next leading score behind that averages like seven and a half or eight points per game. Um, yeah, I think, I think that that's Nathan Mensa. That really would be like you have EJ O'Dell and then like your second leading scorer is like if it was like Kyle Young. Um, and Creighton has a very good defense too. They are the 18th ranked defense in the country. So I'm not going to lie. I really don't care too much about this game. Um, but I'll just go ahead and I was picky and I'll say I took Creighton because I don't love that San Diego State, their offense really does focus on one guy. Yeah, I agreed that this is a that would be a good game to watch. Um, and I don't think it's going to matter because I think Kansas beats the next team by 30. So Iowa against Richmond. Richmond's a really good team. Um, Jacob Gilliard averages like four steals a game. The dude's an absolute monster on, on offense, on defense. Uh, but I, I was one of the hottest teams in the country right now. You can't deny what Keegan Murray's doing. What Jordan Bohannon's doing is pretty ridiculous. He's now the Big Ten's all-time leader in three-point shooting, um, which hurts my heart as a John Diebler stand. But, um, yeah, I got Iowa win this game for sure. That's a bad matchup for Richmond. I feel bad for him. Iowa shouldn't be a five seed. Iowa should be a four yeah. seed. Pat, yeah, pat on the back for Richmond for making that run and getting into the tournament, but their reward is they're going to get absolutely railroaded by Iowa in the first round. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I mean, Keegan Murray could very easily have 35 and 15 in this game, and that's not a stretch. Providence, South Dakota State. uh, South Dakota State is a team nobody wanted to see, and Providence is a pretty good matchup for them. I have South Dakota State winning this game. Baylor Shireman is a monster. I actually covered him in high school, too. He's he's a Nebraska kid. Um, He can just kind of score at all levels. He's eight rebounds a game. He's kind of like – I don't want to say this just because he's a lefty, but he reminds me of Dylan Windler a little bit. Uh, just can hit the three, can rebound really well. He's just he's not quite as long. Uh, but then Douglas Wilson, Noah Friedel, um Alex Ahrens runs that offense really well. They just they – just, they're so consistent. I mean, they're so consistent. The only problem is their defense is pretty bad. Um, so, I don't know. They're kind of like – again, they're kind of like the Oral Roberts of last year. Like, they're, trend, they're going to be a trendy pick. They're very good. They're very, very, very good on offense. One of the most efficient teams on offense in the country. So mm-hmm. I like them. Um, Providence is kind of the story of the year, Ed Cooley's team. But I like South Dakota State to win this game and just kind of maybe just run Providence down. I don't know. It'll be a good game. This is, again, a tough I, matchup. Yeah, I'll take South Dakota State as well. Um, I don't know if this is true or not, but I was, I'll just say that it's true. Um, they're the only team in the country that has three players averaging 14 or more points and shooting 39% or higher from three. Um, I'm not going to research that to see if it's confirmed, but I cannot imagine that there's another team that has three guys that are scoring that much and hitting that high percentage of their threes. And Providence has been a really lucky team this year. Um, whether that's good or bad, I think in games decided by five or five or fewer points, they're like 12-2 and two this season. So they very easily could have lost – five or six more games than what they actually lost. You know, ball bounces the other way. Uh, you don't get a lucky bounce there. Um, I don't even care that South Dakota State's defense sucks. Like, they're going to be a lot to handle for Providence. So I don't even think that that's going to be, like, that big of a shocker. The people's bracket on ESPN has uh, South Dakota State getting 28% of that vote. So almost a, a little more than a quarter of people are taking them to win that game. Yeah, uh, like I said, they're going to be a trendy pick. The next one is LSU and Iowa State. I hate both these teams. Iowa State couldn't score their way out of a paper bag. LSU just fired their coach two and a half years too late. Um, I, I'll take LSU just because I think they're more talented, and I've seen Iowa State score 40 points in a game this season. So I'll go LSU, but I hate both these teams. I took Iowa State. Um, they're very, very good on defense. They're 
an elite defensive team. I have to find their Ken Palm rank for defense specifically. They're a top 10 defense in the country, which is actually better than even I thought. Um, and I'm also a little bit biased because they have a couple Big Ten transfers that I think are really talented. And Isaiah Brockington from Penn State, who's like a 17, 18 point per game guy this year. And Gabe Kalsher from Minnesota, um, who's like a 10 point per game guy. I think they're both big shot makers with, uh, I don't know if Kalsher's, I don't think any of them have been to the to the NCAA tournament because they played for shitty Big Ten teams. But yeah, we know they're both good players. <laughs> we know they're both really solid players and that Iowa State is an elite defensive team. LSU just fired their coach. They've got all kinds of shit going on there. So I just went with the Cyclones. Yeah, I can see this going either way for sure. I don't think it's going to matter because the next game is Wisconsin to Colgate. I got Wisconsin. Colgate is weirdly like this team that – is always really good, but they always keep getting kind of shitty matchups. Last year, they were a really trendy pick, but then they ran to Arkansas, who was kind of a buzzsaw last year coming into the tournament, and now Wisconsin, who, as long as Johnny Davis is healthy, I think his health is obviously going to be important here, but um, it seems like he's fine. So I, I got, I got, I don't see Johnny Davis losing this game and Wisconsin, but I think it's Johnny Davis and Wisconsin, not Wisconsin and Johnny Davis. Yeah, I took Wisconsin here too. <laughs> All right, USC and Miami. Um, USC led by Evan Mobley's brother, Isaiah, and Boogie Ellis, a Memphis transfer, who I think Memphis would like back. Um, USC is a really kind of weird team. They're a really streaky team. Um, I do think Drew Peterson is also coming off a 27-12 and 12 game, and he shoots the ball at 41% from three. So he's kind of been a – he's been – Oddly versatile for them. Miami's led by a bunch of really good guards. Cameron McGusty is a first-team All-ACC guy. Charlie Moore is great. Jordan Miller is coming off a game. He had like 18-14. Isaiah Wong can make shots from anywhere. I have Miami winning this game. I like Miami. I like the way they play. And I think that at the this game is going to be close, and it's who I trust more with the ball in their hands with two minutes left, and that's Miami. I took USC. I think this will be really interesting because, like you said, Miami is definitely guard-oriented, whereas USC is definitely like forwards and bigs-oriented. Four of USC's starters are at least six foot nine, which is crazy. <laughs> and Miami starts three. You know, they start three guards, so it really is going to be. Do you subscribe to the to the train of thought that is, you know, Miami has more guards, so they're going to be able to blow by these guys, or do you subscribe to the the thought that USC is just going to dominate the glass offensively and give themselves more opportunities, and they're just going to bully them on the boards and give themselves more chance at extra buckets. I think it's going to be tough for Miami to rebound with them, and I think that USC is going to get a lot of second-chance points. Yeah, this will be a really good game. When I, that, when that one popped, I, I got really intrigued. The next one probably won't be a really good game. Auburn-Jacksonville State, I got Auburn. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I think that Auburn, even though they kind of stumbled down the, they stumbled a little bit down the stretch. I still think that, uh, you know, they have the potential number one overall pick on their team, and and several other guys that are scoring in double digits, they'll they'll be fine. Yeah, so, that's the thing. It's, it's some of these games like Jacksonville State's not a bad team, but when you have the best player on the floor, you need to take advantage of that. And Jabari Smith is going to be the best player on the floor most of the games they play. So. Slide Cash. back up to the top left. We're on to our second round now. We're not making great time, but we'll speed up because we're running. We're, we're, we're getting through some games here. We're at about 37 minutes. We both have Gonzaga and Memphis in the second round up in the top left in the west. Um, Gonzaga. Gonzaga, yeah. UConn, Arkansas. <laughs> um, I think we both have UConn, Arkansas. Um, I'm taking Arkansas. I just – I just think they're more fun. I think they're more they're a more explosive offense than UConn is. Plus, they're an elite defensive team. Um, I just think that they're a more well-rounded team. And I don't love RJ Cole as like the guy. He's fine. I, I just think Arkansas is a better, a more well-rounded team. So I put Arkansas into the Sweet 16. I do too, but they have to make sure they have an answer for Adama Sanogo or else he can take this game over. But as long as they do, yeah, I have Arkansas. I like, again, best player on the floor is going to be J.D. Note. So give me him. Um, the next game we have, so we both have Texas Tech. And then I have Alabama. You have pending who wins the playing game. Um, I have Rutgers, but I have Rutgers is, technically, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it matters because I still have Texas Tech coming out of that spot. I do too. It's going to take for Rutgers to win this game. It, it, and as good as Texas Tech is on defense, it would take a Ron Harper masterclass. I don't see it happening. Texas Tech. And then Duke Davidson 
I was trying my hardest, my very hardest to talk myself into Davidson beating Duke. I think it could happen, but I took Duke. Yeah, Mark Williams masterclass in this one, and Duke wins. You want to just roll through the rest of the West while we're going, and then we'll just yeah, do all the – I'll do left side, you do right side. All right, then we got Baylor, North Carolina. This is one that um, I, I wouldn't be blown away if North Carolina beat Baylor – but every time I, I thought about it, I had to remind myself how average North Carolina is on defense and how easily Baylor should be able to score on this team. Um, you know, a top 10 offense. Baylor still is a top 10 offense. People, I think, are forgetting how great Baylor is, even though they had a kind of a cold stretch in the middle of the season. But they're still an elite team, so I still have Baylor beating North Carolina. Yeah, Baylor's guards are going to sit down and lock down on, on North Carolina's guards on defense. And, yeah, James Akinjo and, and uh, Adam Flagler can score. So Baylor wins. Move, move, move them on. Then we have um, – so I have UCLA versus probably Indiana here. I think you took St. Mary's, but I have UCLA still winning the game regardless of if it's Wyoming or Indiana. Johnny Juzang masterclass. UCLA moves on. Yeah, I also think that Johnny Juzang is going to show up big time. Virginia Tech Purdue could – that could be a really fun game because Virginia Tech – is a very slow-moving team. They want everything to happen in the half court. They don't want anything to happen in transition. And that's when Purdue is at their best, is when they can grab rebounds and Jaden Ivey just sprints like a bat out of hell down the court and then chucks the ball up at the glass and somehow makes it. Virginia Tech is going to try to keep this game down in like the 50s and 60s, so it should be fun, but I think Purdue wins. Yeah, I think Purdue wins. I think they're just a better team, and I think they're just a little more talented. Zach Eady is a guy who can slow down Mutz and Aluma. And like I said, Virginia, the teams that really rely – like I need them all – I need everything to be clicking for them to win kind of scare me, and, and that's Virginia Tech. So, Purdue. Uh, Murray State, Kentucky. I didn't have the courage to pick Murray State over Kentucky, so I, I still stuck with Kentucky. Yeah, again, I just don't know who will Murray State. I, I, I thought about this one for a long time, and I'm going to keep thinking about it, but I don't know on Murray State who can slow down Oscar Sheboy. As long as Ty Ty Washington and Severe Wheeler are, are taking care of the ball, this is a uh, Kentucky win. Kelly so Grady hits six threes. Do we both have one, two, three, four on the left side from both corners? Uh yeah, <laughs> got it. That that sucks. All right, you can so get the right side. So we know we're wrong, but I don't know. I that's the tough. Oh man, this year's gonna suck. But I love right. that money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, oh, sorry. Uh, and then on the south, uh, Arizona, I have Arizona TCU. You have Arizona Seton Hall. I have Arizona. I also have Arizona winning that game still. They're, they're, um, they're a fantastic basketball team. I finally have an upset alert in the next one. Houston, Chattanooga. I have Chattanooga. I like Chattanooga. Oh my God. And if I haven't beaten Illinois, I might as well have not beaten Houston. Somebody's going to go to the Sweet 16, for God's sakes. I got to pick somebody. Silvio D'Souza gang, we are out here. Yes. Um, I, have Houston, I have Houston beating Illinois in this game. Um, I think that Houston has – Houston is, is like winning a game of whack-a-mole with too many moles to hit at the same time. They've got too many guys that Illinois is going to have to handle – and I think that we're probably also biased because we've probably watched Illinois more than the average fan, and we know that they love to choke away leads late. So I'll take Houston over Illinois. Yeah, I can't wait for Illinois to go to the Final Four, completely bust my bracket, and I can hate Brad Underwood even more. Uh, Colorado State, Tennessee. I like Colorado State. I love Tennessee, Tennessee. I have Michigan, Tennessee, right. and I'm taking Tennessee. I cannot give Michigan a Sweet 16 after how bad they were this year. Ohio State, Villanova, Villanova. Sorry. <laughs> there, yeah, the road ends there if they make it that far. <laughs> I mean, Colin, if, if Ohio State can figure out a way to guard Colin Gillespie, God bless him. All right. So in then, that corner, you have one, 13, two, and three. Yeah. I, again, I it's got to come somewhere. Uh, you know? <laughs> I have one, two, three, five. Okay. All right. Kansas and San Diego State. I love Kansas. I'm, I'm in on Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, I have Kansas, Creighton. Uh, Kansas beat Creighton. Iowa South Dakota State, we both have oh – no, do you have Providence? Do you have South Dakota State? You have South Dakota State. I have South Dakota State. This is so tough because I love South Dakota State, but, again, Iowa's just a 
buzzsaw right now. This game's going to be 95 to 93. I was just going to fucking say bet the over. Yeah, <laughs> pound I, the over. I don't, unless the over is 200, bet the over. This game's going to be so much fun if South Dakota State moves on. If Providence moves on, it's going to be the exact opposite. But if, if South Dakota State moves on, this I can't say South for some reason today. This is going to be a super fun game. But I have Iowa. I, just, I can't go against Iowa right now. I've seen them play too good at basketball. Providence needs to do us all a favor and just and roll lose. over in the first yeah. round so that so that we can watch this absolute <laughs> masterpiece of like yeah. ninety six to eighty eight. Oh my god! Um, I have Iowa too. I think that it's going to be an awesome game between those two teams. Wouldn't be shocked if, like we just said, it was like ninety five to like ninety or something. But yeah, Iowa just they they score at will. Yeah, first team to not score loses. Um, LSU Wisconsin. U of Iowa State Wisconsin. I have Wisconsin. I have Iowa State, Wisconsin, and I have Iowa State again. Wow. Because we've talked about it all year, and I'll statistically I'll probably be wrong, but we've talked about it all year that what scares us about Wisconsin is what happens if Johnny Davis has an off night. Can Tyler Wall and Brad Davison, can they get enough shots to drop to win a game when Johnny Davis goes, say, four for 17? Iowa, I mean, Iowa State – has Isaiah Brockington and Gabe Kalsher, two great defensive guards, a top 10 defense. And I think if there's any game in this corner here that they're going to lock up Johnny Davis, it's going to be that game. So I had to step out in a branch somewhere. So I took Iowa State over Wisconsin. I agree. That could be an interesting game. Uh, Chucky Hepburn it, masterclass for the win, though. It's going to um, be like – it's going to be like <laughs> – I it was like Iowa State fifty one Wisconsin forty seven or something they'll they'll yeah, combine yeah. to score less than Iowa does. Yeah, that game will be that game will have people turning their TV off. Um, Miami against Auburn. I have Miami against Auburn. You have you have USC right? You said USC. Yeah, USC Auburn. Uh, I have Auburn. I thought about this one, but a lot of this is going to come down to Wendell Green because it, do you trust him with the ball in his hands at the end of games? He could be a little 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 moving too fast kind of deal, you know. Uh, body gets ahead of his brain a little bit, but Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler are just, I don't, I don't see it, especially against Miami. I don't see an answer for them. So Auburn. Yeah. And I've got USC Auburn, but same line of thinking, um, you know, USC's their, their calling card is going to be, you know, we're huge. Well, you've got Walker Kessler who pretty much averages a double double and you've got Jabari Smith. I don't think that USC size is going to bother Auburn as much as, it, as it's going to bother Miami. So I have Auburn winning that and going to the sweet 16. So now we got our Sweet 16. We're about 45. We'll finish this in about an hour. Um, back to the top left. Um, I know the whole left side, you and I have the same, so we'll see if we differ now. Gonzaga-Arkansas could be a really fun game. Um, I have Gonzaga, though. Yeah, I have Gonzaga. Um, again, I really like Arkansas, but Gonzaga, I've, I've said this. They were in my preseason Final Four. They're in my Final Four now. I just I, I like Gonzaga. I think they're really there's, good. There's an all-around better team, but Arkansas is a, yeah. a great team, and if they die at the Sweet 16, that's still a great season for them. Um, Texas Tech, Duke. I had Texas Tech in my Final Four in the beginning of the season. I'm not killing them with the Sweet 16, so I'm taking Texas Tech over Duke. Yeah, I'm taking Duke, um, but this game is going to be very, very interesting. Um but I, I, I think Duke's just a little more talented. But again, Duke can. There's so many different versions of Duke we've seen this year. It's going to be tough, but I think Duke just outscores Texas Tech because that's how you win games. Texas Tech, number two defense in the country, super, yeah. super, super experienced team. Uh, man, I'm. I'll die in a hill for Texas Tech. I think there's so much fun. I um, cannot. I cannot stand another Kevin Openar run. I have to. I have to oh, end this here. Full, we've come full circle. Kevin O'Banner is <laughs> O'Banner, Kevin yeah. O'Banner is, is finishing the job. So I have Gonzaga, yeah. Texas Tech up there in the in the uh, Elite Eight. You have Gonzaga, Duke, um, Baylor, UCLA. I think that'll be a really, really, really fun game. For some reason, I feel like once UCLA gets to this point, I kind of feel like them making it so far last season and coming short, I think this is the point where they really kick it into gear. So I have UCLA beating Baylor in this game. Yeah, this one's really tough. Too. A lot of the 1-4 matchups are really tough, um, and including the 1-5 in Kansas-Iowa. But I have Baylor. I just think Baylor, they, what they've been able to do this season, losing what they lost, and even the injury. Like, they've had so many injuries this season, too. To be a, still a one seed in probably the toughest conference in America, 
they, I just can't see their season ending in the sweet in the Sweet Sixteen. Baylor. Uh, we both have Purdue, Kentucky. Even though the stats will not back it up, I'm going with Purdue because I think once they get this deep in the in the tournament and their offense is firing, I think that they're going to get hot. I think that if any team in this region is built to stop Oscar Shibway, it has to be the team with two really, really, really big guys down low with Zach Eady and Trey Van Williams. So um, it won't be the popular pick, but I'm, I take Purdue over Kentucky. Yeah, I do too. I hate my life. I'll sell out on Purdue and now I have to go into the Final Four. So, Purdue. You did? Okay. We agree. Okay. Purdue over Kentucky. Yeah, Purdue. So, you got Baylor and Purdue down there. I have UCLA and Purdue down there. Okay. Yep. And then up in the West or South, sorry, Sweet 16, Arizona, Chattanooga. I have Chat. I'm just kidding. I have Arizona. Um, it yeah. ends there. I can't, I can't in good conscience take Chattanooga. So Silvio DeSouza to the Elite Eight, Jesus yeah. Christ. Arizona's just um, so – they're so athletic and they're so good. Kirk Krista is yeah. Arizona's point guard. He's hurt. I don't know his status, so that will be a, a factor, but still. Dale and Terry is very good as well, so Arizona. I have Arizona over Houston. Arizona's just – I mean, that would be a really fun game, Arizona-Houston. I think that Arizona's just – I think they would overpower Houston. That would, that would be an awesome game though. My bracket is way too chalk. All right, Tennessee Villanova. I kind of, I kind of, very, I kind of gave away the lead here earlier because I said Villanova to the lead eight or to the final four. So Villanova over Tennessee. I like Tennessee a lot, but Villanova just has that that combination of great guard play, experienced team, great coaching, and I like that. So Villanova, super experienced team. Um, if you're losing to Villanova, if you're losing to Villanova with like three minutes left in a tournament game, you're cooked. You lose. Yeah, it's, you're done. It's done. Sorry. It's yeah. done. Walk so I don't love Villanova, but I. It's like I went into this bracket thinking like I don't like Villanova that much, but then each matchup they've had, I'm like, oh, that's no brainer. That's Villanova. That's Villanova. They got, they got a Villanova. they got a great draw. <clears throat> so I've got we both have Arizona Villanova up there, right? Yeah. Arizona Villanova right. in the lead eight. And then at the bottom, Kansas, Iowa. I have sat over this matchup for probably three to four hours. I don't know who's going to win this game. I have Kansas, but Iowa, I mean, if I would make some final four run, I wouldn't be surprised. So I have Kansas, but this is going to be a great game. Give me, give me the Hawkeyes again. Uh, Keegan Murray, Chris Murray. Um, again, I got to watch them. In Indy, for I guess I watched them beat Ohio State, but that was not as much of like a, a high scoring game. Watching them in Indy, it was just like it was just like light work. They just score at will. They just run up and down and score at will. Keegan Murray's crazy. Chris Murray also watching him a second time. Chris Murray is great. Um, they have shooters all around. I mean, they have Jordan Bahan and clanking glass threes. Anything that's open. Um, that was, that was this would be like I think. I think all of the most entertaining games in this tournament involve Iowa. <laughs> Iowa, yeah, Kansas, but I'll take Iowa to the Elite Eight. Yeah, Iowa is the exact opposite of like a Villanova. They got a really bad draw because Richmond's kind of a team that can maybe maybe slow them down on offense. Then you have South Dakota State, who's like everybody's kind of sweetheart in this, and then you might play Kansas. So um, the next one is West- I have Wisconsin-Auburn. You have Iowa State-Auburn. I have Wisconsin in this. I don't 100% know why. I just that's just one of more of my gut feelings. I know I'm probably wrong because I, I have two Big Ten teams in Elite Eight, and we know none of them are making it there. So I'm sure I'm wrong, but I have Kansas, uh, Wisconsin over Auburn. Justin was like, "Hmm, I just he's like, I just love Tyler Wall guarding Jabari Smith. Give me, he's yeah. like, give me the Badgers." Yeah. Um, I do I, as much as we hate him. I do trust, not hate, but dislike. I do trust Brad Davison with the ball in his hands late. And Chucky Hepburn has been really good for them. So I think their guard play could help them a lot. But again, this will have to be a Johnny Davis masterclass. Just the the thought of Walker Kessler scoring over the top of like Stephen Crowell. Which yeah, is, this oh might have God. to be Chris Voigt might have to play some minutes in this one. Let's just say that. Um, I have Iowa State Auburn and um, – the Cyclones, you did a great job, but this is definitely where they die. The 11 seed Cyclones are not going to the Elite Eight. I have Auburn going to the Elite Eight against Iowa. So, oh, yeah. If Iowa State makes it to the Sweet 16, Auburn should be very thankful for that because that's a match uh, of so hell. That's a match of hell for Iowa State. I have Iowa and Auburn. You have Kansas and Wisconsin? Correct. No. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So back up at the top left. I have Gonzaga, Texas Tech in the Elite Eight up in the uh, 
West. I have Texas Tech knocking off Gonzaga to go to the Final Four. Um, I think that they have the size and the physicality to knock Chet Holmgren and Drew Timmy off their spots a little bit. I don't think that those guys have faced a physical team quite like this in months now, since November, December, when non-conference ended. Um, I think that's going to be the biggest thing, is I think that Texas Tech has the size to battle with Holmgren and Timmy, and I think that they're a super physical, nasty team that's going to make them more uncomfortable than they've been in months. So I'll take Texas Tech, Final Four. Yeah, the problem with Gonzaga and Texas Tech is even if you do somehow slow down Timmy and Holmgren like St. Mary's was able to do, you get 18 from Rasir Bolton, 19 from Andrew Nemhard, you get 16 from Julian Strother. Like they just – anybody can truly take this game over for them and their starting lineup having Gonzaga in the Final Four. Bottom left, so I have UCLA versus Purdue. Um, I think once you get to this point, I think Jaime Jaquez, Johnny Juzang – Cody Riley, those guys that were on that team last year, I think that I think they take over. I think that uh, that'll be a fun game, UCLA-Purdue, but I have UCLA in the final four in the bottom left. Yeah, Purdue, and I'm sure I'm going to regret it. So You absolutely are because <laughs> a team outside of the top, like 75 and 10 pound defense, yeah. has never made the final four. I want to so put a disclaimer correct. out there now. There is a, definitely a situation where that pick changes. All the other ones are pretty set on, but th- that that could very well change. This is some groundbreaking shit. So I have yeah. Texas Tech UCLA on the left. Yeah, I'm you predicting history, so I know Purdue. I'm wrong. So. All right, and then up top, yeah, our final four, mm-hmm. I have Gonzaga-Purdue, and you have who? Texas Tech and UCLA? Ugh. Yep. Gosh, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, all right, Arizona. I have Arizona Villanova. Who do you have? I also have Arizona Villanova here. And I have Villanova in this game. I just think they're primed for March this year. Um, who do you got? I have Arizona. I think that they might be the most well-rounded team in the country. Nice. That will be a great game. Um, Kansas. I have Kansas, Wisconsin. I have Kansas winning this game. Wisconsin's dream season comes to an end here. You have Iowa, Auburn, right? And I have Auburn beating Iowa in the Elite Eight so that Auburn would go to the Final Four. Um, I'm partially loyal to Auburn because a few years ago, um, when they were a five seed and made a run to the Final Four, I picked them to make that run. Um, I'm back on the train this year. I, th- I don't think that we've actually seen like Jabari Smith fully reach into his bag yet. I feel like they don't go to him enough. And again, Iowa-Auburn would be like must-watch TV. Cancel your plans and make sure to watch that game. Yeah, so we're getting to the final four here. Um, oh, I'll just do mine and then you do yours. Yeah, do. yeah. So final four, I have Gonzaga Purdue in the one in the in the first session. I have Gonzaga winning that game. Uh, I I literally cannot physically put Purdue in the national championship. I can't. I'll just melt. Um, and then Villanova Kansas. This is a tough tough matchup for me. I think if this is any other scenario, this is probably the championship game. But I have Kansas winning this. And then in the national championship, I have Kansas against Gonzaga. I have Kansas winning this game, 78-74. My national champion this season is the Kansas Jayhawks. Or the Kansas Jayhawks. I could see it. I could see it. I could not see Purdue in the Final Four, but I could see the rest. Um, I can't see Purdue in the Final Four. So <laughs> I don't disagree. Honks his clown nose. <laughs> yeah. I already, t- I already tweeted. I already tweeted that me picking Purdue to go to the Final Four, and it was a clown. It was the clown <laughs> on this computer. The clown computer. Um, I have Texas Tech and UCLA on the left side. I have UCLA beating Texas Tech to go to the national championship <laughs> Revenge game. tour. Do it for the plot. I have UCLA in the natty. And on the, the other side, I have Arizona and Auburn, which again would be an awesome, awesome game. Um, I love Arizona. I'm assuming by this point in three and a half weeks, Kirk Reset will be back um, playing for Arizona. So I'm going to take them over Auburn in the final four. So I have an all Pac-12 national championship game of UCLA and Arizona. And I have the fighting Mick Cronins cutting down the next the next finishing the comeback tour, finishing what they started last year, thinking about the Jalen Suggs bank shot, him running on the table, Cody Riley, Johnny Juzang watching him do that. I have the Bruins winning it all. You might be Bill Walton's best friend if you put two Pac-12 teams in the national championship. According to Bill Walton, 11 Pac-12 teams deserve to be in the tournament. So I'll have whatever Bill Walton's having, honestly, while I'm watching (laughs) his games. All right, bet. (laughs) 
that that's that's the whole bracket. I we, I'm glad we started we started very similar, and then we kind of branched off as we got towards the end, which I'm glad. No, I think so it's because I, I got I got wrong, but. <laughs> We'll see. I think that you're wrong about Chattanooga for sure. I think that that's pretty out there. I'm actually, but. I'm actually okay with Chattanooga. It's Purdue that's really keeping me up at night. <laughs> I just, it's hard. It's it's it's. If you watch Purdue and you're like, dude, this is the best basketball team I've ever seen. And then you look at the numbers and you're like, oh no, yeah, not. this team literally does not play defense. Like a team that's this bad as defense has never made a run. But then you get fooled into it because you watch Jaden Ivy sprint so down the fun. court. Like a madman, barrel into somebody, draw contact, and then shoot the ball as he's falling, and it goes in, and you're like, "Oh my god, this team's so good!" I, I can't <laughs> wait. I, I can't wait to watch Travion Williams have a normal chest pass, and then him throwing it around his neck and six into the sixth row. I love it. I love his behind like, the back passes when he could like, just pass it. <laughs> Sasha Stefanovich just like catching a ball at the wing, taking one dribble, and like hitting this cockeyed three pointer from four feet behind line. It's just like. They just do the most crazy shit that you're like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, they're really good. They're really, really good. But then you do see Trayvon Williams just chuck a ball into the bench. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> That's so confusing. I'm so excited, though. I'm so – I'm kind of – I'm kind of upset. A, I mean, and as we kind of prove with the Final Four, our Final Fours are all different. There's legitimately probably 11 or 12 teams I can see winning this thing. Yeah. There's not really one team that is like – there's not really one team that – um, if they lose in the Sweet 16, you're going to be like, oh my God, you think they're not going to lose that? Or like, even even Gonzaga, like, we've seen Gonzaga lose to St. Mary's. Like, Gonzaga, Baylor, if they lose in the Sweet 16, nobody's going to be like completely floored by that. Honestly, I'm kind of upset mm-hmm. that on my left side I have one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, because I know it's not going to happen. I know. There's, there's, I, I do believe, and this is where I sound kind of stupid because I don't have it happening. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if a one seed lost in the second round, Baylor or any of those teams. I just, I, I just don't. It's if it's anybody, it's probably Baylor, North Carolina. But I can't get behind North Carolina beating that team, so it's tough. I definitely thought but about it. I definitely. This is gonna about be it. this is gonna be a year of carnage. I can. This is already. It's like gonna be like five o'clock on Thursday. I mean, I've never had a quicker bracket bust than last season, as most of us probably haven't, because of Ohio State was the second game t- total. And I had them in the national championship, which was stupid. Looking back on it, they were going to lose. <laughs> At furthest, they were going to go was Baylor. Baylor would have beat them by twenty, but you know, you pick sometimes with your heart, and that was tough. So mine, mine fell apart when uh, Illinois lost to Cameron Crowig. When when Kofi's dad, Cameron Crowig, just went. Yeah, just that hurt took too. To school. That's when I knew it was over. I'm yeah, kind of salty it, because. Yeah. If I go to Pittsburgh Friday, I'm probably just going to make a day of it. Like I'm not going to pay for a hotel again. I'm going to probably drive up there early morning catch the game, which means I'll be missing some other games while Ohio State's playing, and then I'll probably drive back right after. So I'll be on the road from three to six, which means I'm going to miss another couple games. But I, I've decided that it's probably worth it to miss a couple games to see Ohio State play in person in the tournament. Yes, folks, Land Grant, Holy Land, will be the, and the Bucketheads will be on site, boots on the ground. Um, yeah. Boots on the ground at the tourney. Um, what hopefully hopefully it doesn't end at 2.30 on Friday. Dude, we'll I'm going to be so – I guess I, I wouldn't be actually pissed. Like, Loyola's a good team. But we'll talk about Loyola. Yeah, we'll get um, into it. In according days, according to Twitter, Twitter, that game has already happened. So, I've, I was told that Ohio State lost in the first round a month ago. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm this just saying – This a surprise to me. If you've been talking shit, just know that, that receipts have been saved. Receipts <laughs> have been kept. And if this Buckeye team – if the, <laughs> If this Ohio State team goes to like the Elite Eight, I'm gonna get blocked by so many people on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. If if they somehow beat Loyola and Villanova, I'm gonna be insufferable. I don't see I don't yeah. even see it happening, so I'm not even gonna act like I'm gonna I'm some grand wizard predicting it, but like I said, we can get into that later. Oh no. Oh no no. If you made me put my own savings account on Ohio State, absolutely not going to the Elite Eight. But you, but, you just can't do it. <laughs> But I have, I still have faith in Chris Holtman. So, like all the people that have bad mouthed him, if they if they somehow make like a sweet sixteen or like an elite eight run, just know like receipts have been saved, screenshots have been kept for the past several months, just in case this was to happen. And if it doesn't happen, I'm gonna have a lot of uh, pictures off my phone to delete. Yeah, <laughs> it it is funny that like after all this, you know, they got like maybe maybe one of the worst draws they could have got, but you know, we'll see. Good luck to him. 
All right, so we've been talking for about an hour. Hopefully, some of this incoherent rambling has made has helped somebody with their bracket with picks that they, um, you know, were stuck on, like San Francisco, Murray State, where I just straight up admitted that I know nothing about either team. So, <laughs> thanks for listening this week. Um, that'll probably cut it for us today. I mean, yeah, if incoherent rambling turns you off, then we probably lost you twenty five episodes ago. So. Absolutely. If you guys um, want to follow us on Twitter, we have a podcast Twitter account. It is at Bucketheads LGHL. Um, we have the main website's Twitter account is at LandGrant33. Um, Justin, where is uh, what, what's your Twitter account if people want to harass you? Uh, mine is uh, Lamans. Under, I'm just kidding. Uh, Justin underscore Golba. Um, <laughs> and also just just check out Land Grant Holy Land all week. We're gonna have a lot of content about the basketball game coming up, and uh, the basketball game coming up. That sounded stupid, but the game. You know, we're gonna have a lot of all week. We'll have a lot of content, and obviously, if they somehow get past the first round into the second round, that content will double. So, um, the yeah, basketball just, just game. The basketball game. Yes, the game. You this, can follow to some me. people. This is the game. Yeah, there, this is Ohio State's only game left of the season. Um, if you <laughs> want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Lamans underscore Connor. And something, something we forgot: Lang Grant Hoyland is going to be doing a bracket challenge. Um, oh right! I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna try to put that together tonight. Um, so hopefully, on um, what day is today? Monday. Hopefully, sometime on Tuesday, it goes live and people can join. The prize is gonna be a shirt, and also. Um, I think Gene or Matt, one of the editors, is going to interview the winner of the bracket challenge and run an article asking them about how they made all their brilliant choices. And then maybe Bucketheads can also do their own little side bracket challenge. Probably won't do a prize, um, but maybe we'll pull one together too. But if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at LeMans underscore Connor. All the bracket stuff will be at, at LandGrant33. Appreciate you guys for following along. Have a great week. Go Bucks. This is March. <laughs>